forever. Dog. Hello, I am Gabe Gonzalez, and you are back. You're listening to another episode of the QWERTY Podcast. This is a weekly show from QWERTY and Forever Dog, where I will be your host, your guide, uh, sifting through the news, politics, and pop culture of the week that is impacting the LGBTQ community. And I'm also going to invite a guest to come hang out a little bit. We're going to reflect on the week, and we're just generally going to keep it cute. Those are the three things we're doing. We're hanging out, we're reflecting, and we're keeping it cute. You really can't have it all these days. It's beautiful. This week, um, we're talking about a few headlines. We're going to be discussing the California candidate who seems to be running for governor in the wrong state, uh, a member of the ballroom community being commemorated by trans leaders and friends, and finally, the surprising culprit behind the theft of a pride flag in an Ohio neighborhood. Plus, we'll be talking to a comedian you've seen on HBO and who's written for shows on networks like BET and Netflix, one of my favorite stand-ups in the city of New York, if not the entire Eastern time zone. Comedian Alex English is joining us to talk about shooting a comedy set during COVID, what's making him laugh and what's not turning him on. But first, we got to talk about these headlines. Uh, In a quick little roundup of my favorite stories from the week, we are calling Catch Her Up. We got to catch up. A brisk walk over here. Got to keep up with the news that's happening so fast these days. All right, um, here's our first headline of the week, handpicked by me. Surprise, Caitlyn Jenner did something terrible since our last episode. So we got to follow up and talk about this. Last week, we talked about some of the criticism Caitlyn Jenner was facing when she announced her campaign from Republicans, from LGBTQIA people, and even from within her own family, not just the famous daughters. Uh, And many trans leaders in politics and advocacy have warned us of the danger of someone like Caitlyn Jenner allowing themselves to essentially be tokenized by a party that seeks to dehumanize trans people. And and she's doing this to advance maybe her personal interests, right? Folks from marginalized communities are not a monolith, right? There are folks who may sometimes side with their oppressors in, in the interests of their personal advancement. Um, You know, I'm Latino. I know Marco Rubio exists. Anyway, uh, the first time Jenner has chosen to weigh in on an issue during her campaign uh, was the other day, and it was regarding women's sports. Despite being herself a trans athlete, even though she came out after her, I guess, retirement from athletics, Caitlyn Jenner told TMZ she does not think trans women should be allowed to participate in sports with cisgender women. So, you know, it sounds like the appropriate outlet for a millionaire reality star to debut a terrible opinion that's entirely out of touch with reality. That's great. Imara Jones, journalist and creator of Translash Media, responded to Jenner's most recent campaign ad and statements by tweeting, so Caitlyn Jenner has decided to run like it's 1966. That says a lot. Really just wondering what Caitlyn Jenner is hoping to get out of this recall election for governor in California. I know there's some conservative pockets there, but I'm just, this is pretty horrific. And it's, I don't know, it's terrifying to see her throw younger, more vulnerable members of her community under the bus. So, you know, I will be listening to trans leaders who are going to approach this responsibly. Anyway, let's move on to our next story of the week. Unfortunately, not a very exciting bit of news. Uh, This week, members of the ballroom community and the broader trans community are mourning the loss of Jahiro D'Alto, a member of the House of Balenciaga and a part of the ballroom community for 25 years. Jahiro was described as a beloved part of that community, a leader and a tireless advocate for folks experiencing domestic abuse by the Transgender Law Center. 
she is credited with helping launch the first Transgender Day of Remembrance Recognition and Pride Festival in the Berkshires. She was a public speaker who addressed audiences at the Ryan White Conference on HIV AIDS, at Harvard University and Columbia University, and she even worked for a domestic abuse hotline for the state of Massachusetts. People within her community say she was always there to help and uh, offer out a helping hand before her very tragic death. In addition to the remembrance posted by the Transgender Law Center, Jahira Dialto was also remembered by artists like Trace Lissette and India Moore, who posted on Instagram, while the world was celebrating the season premiere of Pose last night, the entire House of Balenciaga is currently mourning the final season of a family member's life. Jahira was someone who we all loved dearly and was murdered yesterday. Ballroom isn't simply entertainment, it's our culture, our lives, our families, and our real life stories. So thankful to all the folks providing memories that are commemorating the great work that Jahira did throughout her life and really sad to be sharing that news. Our final story of the week, a little more lighthearted, although it sounds a bit troubling at the start. A community in Ohio banded together against what they thought was a homophobic thief stealing pride flags. That's been happening all over. We've talked about it on this show. I don't know what people are doing with them. I like certainly wouldn't decorate my bedroom walls, but all right, fine. Some people are putting them in their front yard and sometimes they're getting stolen. And this is what a gay couple in Ohio thought had happened to them. They live in University Park and they noticed that a pride flag in their front yard had gone missing. So the couple naturally did what you do in the suburbs. You posted online about it, assuming that they had been targeted by a homophobic thief. And uh, they were wondering if their neighbors had seen anything if the community had any clues, if maybe anyone had surveillance footage, because I guess people are putting surveillance cameras in their front yards these days. But after that, the community did not have any leads. They did, however, band together. One neighbor even offered to replace the flag and buy 10 new ones for all his neighbors in a multicolored act of allyship and solidarity. So the couple put up a new flag only to discover that their old flag had never actually left their property. It was up in a tree and had become part of a nest made by a raccoon in what can only be described as the gayest conclusion to a homophobic robbery on the planet. I don't know if I like that outcome. I feel really bad for whatever gay raccoon child that gay raccoon parent is bringing the flag back for. That's the first thing relatives do when they've been a little bit homophobic your whole life. They just buy rainbow merch. They really, they love overcompensating in that way. Um, But congratulations to that beautifully decorated nest. Great choices. All right, those are our headlines for the week, which means that now we are on to the most exciting part of the show. It is time to bring on our guest. You've seen him on shows like High Maintenance. Uh, He's also written for shows like The Rundown with Robin Thede, as well as Netflix's The Fix. And you can watch his latest stand-up set on all of Comedy Central's digital platforms. Please welcome to the show a guest that is near to my heart and my zip code. We're both in New York. Alex English, how are you? Hi, Gabe. Can we please discuss Caitlyn Jenner? I have to say, like, removed from all politics, removed from... She really needs to know if she's going to become a politician, she needs to, re- like, not give reality television confessional responses <laughs> to stuff. You're right, yeah. Because I read, I read that after she made that statement and said that it's unfair, she, like, had, like, an add-on. She, she had some additional words that were the vaguest... Like, I hate when people make make their statements, but then have no solution to the problem. Like, no matter how you feel, what is the solution? What do you think? How can we include our if you feel that way? How can we get trans women? How do we get them to participate in sports? And she's just like, well, hopefully they can do what they can do. That's the most Kardashian response. Courtney would have came up with something more elaborate. Like, what are you talking about? What? 
what are you talking what does that about? Mean? You know, and I did oh, I did man. see another story. I saw another story um about her where there was a campaign ad that debuted, but it yes, spelled yeah. her name wrong and it said Kaylin Jenner. I would vote for Kaylin Jenner first. For Kaylin, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Which missing Jenner sibling is that? Can we get I her out to here, Kaylin. please? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I want to yeah. talk to Kaylin. Because that's that, I'm a little that's a little more trustworthy. And then um what what was that last story? Okay, yeah, the, the Oh the, the raccoon. Missing, the, the raccoon. The, like, almost homophobic raccoon yes listen yeah. I, I i have two i have two theories okay my yes. first theory is that it's a family of raccoons living in that nest the children yes. are there and the mother made the father raccoon go out and redecorate she's like i cannot raise you mm. i cannot this is this this environment is very cishet and i can't raise mm-hmm. my babies in a cishet environment it's bad enough that yes. they're birthed on garbage so I go out there and find <laughs> us a home we need some decoration okay i don't care where you got to go my second theory is um, that this was not it had it had it had they not found the flag before we got to that part of the story. I was thinking, well, what if what if these are just like poor business owners, restaurant owners? These are rest, bar and restaurant. <laughs> They're owners. struggling during the pandemic. Yeah, they can't. Fi- <laughs> right. They can't. And they want to make sure everybody's included, but they can't find or purchase. They don't. Have, there's no budget for a pride flag. So like, you know what? This look at this. Look at like look. I know. I know. I did a wrong thing, but I'm an ally. You know. You would. Ha- they would have all of the queer people outside of the courtroom telling them to let them out. <laughs> it's like when it's like when you steal something from like a, a bougie grocery store. You're like, this isn't going to hurt them. It's going to do more good for me than it's going to hurt their their bottom line, right? And how crazy would a does a robber look running off with a pride flag? That's hilarious, actually. Like right, in the middle the of the night, like, <laughs> that was the their night. immediate conclusion <laughs> that someone was waiting until nighttime. Like, <laughs> right? If I looked out my window and I saw like just somebody sprinting down the street with a pride flag, I'd be like, I, we usually do this during the day, but I guess the pride right, yeah, the pride like, march. <laughs> changed <laughs> pride is all the time now it's like, it's like deconstructing a, uh, yeah. the first queer mortal combat character <laughs> that would be i would love isn't there one which, recently which actually which actually if we're really gonna say if we're gonna have that discussion okay scorpion absolutely do scorpion and sub-zero together is the classic the classic gay pairing that's burton ernie you know that's it mortal is Kombat. it's burton burton. Ernie. yes <laughs> I I'll say, love that. I'll say Mortal Kombat. I had my I had my queer awakening. I think as a young black man through Jax, those <gasps> arms, those metal Yo. arms, mm-hmm. you know. And it was it mm-hmm. was. But you know, my only my only. Uh, I get very vexed when it comes to uh, Jax. Anytime mm-hmm. they present him in a film, this most recent film was very traumatic. It's always the go to to f- with his arms. <laughs> it's yeah, literally, it's, it's it's truly the uh, Jax is a perfect representation of black men in this country. People are just always trying to come for our arms, so trying to take our <laughs> our arms. Sometimes our third arm, but for sure our two. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole app for that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy do you remember when Billy came out from Power Rangers, the Blue Ranger? Yeah, do you remember Yo, that? But I felt it. Yeah. Didn't you feel it watching him? I felt well, it. I guess I, I mean, don't know. Or something tangled, maybe. I'm not. This is this is an old bit, but this is very conversational for me because I've ran this by people. But I was always like, do you, do you did you play Power Rangers growing up with your friends, like on the playground? You oh pick yeah, which, all the time. Which, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna keep it real. When we were choosing which Power Rangers we were, I was always going for the Yellow Ranger. I was either gonna be Trini, I was either gonna mm-hmm. be Aisha, or I forget the other cat cat 
Oh, no, Kat, Kat was the pink one. Kat was a pink one. She was the Australian, yeah. But there was another black woman after uh, Aisha. But if it was a woman of color, and, 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 that, and that's how crazy it is, though, because Zach was there the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, Zach's like, had a I great TV career afterward, too. I see him all the time. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't like Zach, though, because whenever the putty people and enemies would show up, he's somewhere breakdancing while they're trying to fight. <laughs> like, no. Get it together. Get it together. We're trying to defeat Zordon and Rita. We have to do but Gabe then I, I look back on those days of playing Power Rangers right and then all of the straight boys that I know they were picking Billy they were picking Jason they were picking everybody else later on down the road we grow up and find look you were the gay guy how about that <laughs> how about that you didn't even know they've all been role playing this gay man you've always wanted to be us just say that so thank you Billy thank you Billy for giving us that thank you you gave us that <laughs> I remember my little brother had like a life-size Power Ranger doll and it was Billy that blew one and my brother would always put on the outfit but that meant that like Billy's body was just like laying there in its underwear with like a helmet <laughs> that you couldn't take off and I would like I, oh man I was obsessed with it I don't and I he was the even. smartest one he was and the glasses he was, were he, always falling whenever, off he was the, clumsy he no was martial arts nerd, skills but he was always he had he had the knowledge whenever some shit broke down he was I was like look at us gay men can be in STEM <laughs> gays, gays and stuff. I just know that Ivan News changed my life. Dude, that movie, that <laughs> film on VHS. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, let me tell you about that VHS. I watched it so much. And, you know, of course, when you're watching the movie, you're jumping off off the couch. You know, you're disobeying orders. You're not supposed to be jumping like you're in the movie. But I thought I was in the movie. I was home alone one afternoon watching the movie, beating the hell out of my pillows. I jumped. <laughs> I leapt off of the couch too far and I hit the TV <gasps> and the VCR slammed <gasps> back behind the TV. And this was back when you had the TV with the big butt. So it was like the yeah. big back. So the, so it's it bounced off of that. I just knew, first of all, I'm going to be in trouble. I was like, I'm, I'm in trouble for breaking the VCR. Oh, but, fully, my v, yeah. but my Power Rangers VHS was stuck in the VCR. No. I didn't get a whooping. I didn't even get yelled at because when she saw the videotape was in there, she was like, well, all right, punishment enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like... That's what you get. She loved, she loved a moment. She loved any moment she could to, to where the punishment was already baked into the act, to the action. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work on her end. You're going to suffer. How about that? I love that. Just like let life teach him the lesson. Let That's life teach him lessons. lessons. Let- I, I tried to tell him, you know, I was a hard headed child. Let go and let God. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, you just took the words from her mouth at that time. <laughs> Truly. Oh, God. Okay, Alex, I literally, there are a thousand more like things from my childhood I want to ask you about. <laughs> but before we do that, I don't want to run out of time before I get to ask you about your latest Comedy Central set because that was oh, yeah. a lot of fun. You did it very recently and that it came out just last week. So I think I want to know what what was it like shooting that and kind of like what was it like preparing that? Because, you know, people are constantly trying to make jokes about the pandemic. Sometimes you're like, uh, but you had like the DeVry one was my favorite. I don't want to give him away, oh, but like no, you had you. some great ones. <laughs> and I'm wondering if there was like a debate with yourself right because i know some comics mm-hmm. are like i don't want to write about the pandemic like i want to escape and other people are like well i write about the world around me like of course so like right. i guess two-parter a what was it like kind of like getting ready to do that and how did you decide what you were going to write about and then what was the actual experience like uh you know i'm assuming maybe that was one of your first times or one of the first few times you had been back on stage it was um the process of 
I even, even thinking of like when I got asked to do it, I was like, okay, do I have anything that I do? Because prior to that, like during the summer, during the course of the summer, during the pandemic, I was doing like all of the outdoor park shows. Yeah, you, parks like, and stuff. Yeah. But Gabe, literally a year or two ago, if you would have asked me to do a park show, I would have laughed in your face. And I would have said, <laughs> no, thank you. That's, that's just, I mean, yes. I could see the appeal for some people, but that's just yeah. not something that I'm willing to participate in. Fast forward, summer 2020, I'm in I'm in a I'm in Central Park competing with 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 a guitarist, you know, and competing with the police sirens and competing with strollers and babies. And it's 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 wild. But I will say as critical as I was um, of park shows back then, embracing it in the moment that it was. I was able to like work out things, come up mm -hmm. with ideas about the pandemic. So that because mm -hmm. my thing is, is like, yeah, I didn't want to inundate people especially if we're trying to get away and escape audiences sure, yeah. not even just the comics like audiences yeah. trying to get away and escape from the, the very thing but for me it would have been a little insincere a little disingenuous right. a little kind of absent-minded because it's like mm -hmm. if you're a comic getting up and you're just going on and on about well dating sucks right and like just kind of going about <laughs> it's like have you not been aware of what's happening people are yeah. protesting people are protesting outside of this show right now you have nothing to say about that yeah. <laughs> you know so you know i take walks and stuff so I, a lot of the time the, the ideas for jokes that i come up with in my head just come from a walk or in the shower, like, you know, really mundane activities, that's when I kind of get hit with like, oh, maybe there's there's that. So I think with just the COVID thing, I was trying to come up with, I had heard so many people trying to do jokes about the pandemic that I was like, okay, I've heard that premise, I've heard that, I've heard mm -hmm. that. What is a funny angle? What's the angle that can include everyone, you know, that can right. poke fun at a thing that we're all, and it's the, it's this, it's the Zoom mm -hmm. life, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all like exhausted with this as a process, but many, I, I was just thinking about just how it has affected the, uh, the education system. Mm -hmm. it, ha it has, because my mother's a teacher and every time I call her, I, I, I'm scared to ask her, how are you? Because she, there's always going to be a story about how she had to scream at a parent <laughs> over her computer. <laughs> In her, in the comfort of her kitchen. After having those conversations with her, I kind of, you know, okay, maybe how do I dig into education and how, yeah. that, if that's the one thing. And so, yeah, I mean, that joke is just like on, on the special, it's like a small bit of like a larger thing that I'm working right. out that I've been starting to work out too. But I honestly say, I've been saying that like, the pan and I'm very thankful that the shows are coming back. Like we're starting to see more shows pop up in indoors and stuff. People are showing up and they're attentive and they really want to be a part of the show. But I was saying like, because the pandemic, especially like in the wintertime, as it got colder, shows mm. were, you know, less came up less and less. So the stage time was like, it, it really changed my way of thinking of how to operate in stand up and how like, just because you're doing six to seven shows a night, you know, averaging 60 spots a month, you know, doing the whole, you know, the whole grind, that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting better. So right. I was just, or, or you are in some aspects, but you may be lacking in, in your writing. So mm -hmm. I took the, like the pandemic was just like the opportunity to take the time to actually write out ideas and thoughts and kind of, because the shows were so few and far in between, mm -hmm. really seizing those moments on stage. Because you could get on stage doing shows six or seven times a night. One show, you just kind of, you know, f***ing around. You don't really care. You know, right. you're kind of sloppy with your words. You're, you know, you know. so it's, it's it forces you to be a little more on point because you only have one show. And who knows when the next one is, you know? Totally, yeah. So that's how I, that's how I went about preparing for, for that one. Because we filmed that in November. It was like right toward the end of the year, but like still kind mm -hmm. of 
thick in it. Yeah. 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 It's so funny too. Cause like, I think what you say about the process is so interesting. Cause I think it's like, I think pre pandemic when I was in it, it was like, you know, you have this set, but it's kind of an amorphous blob. And sometimes I would take a piece out and put another piece in and try out a new joke. And so I was like always kind of dealing with the same foundation with little new bits attached to it. And mm-hmm. then during the pandemic, I was like, okay, well, if I go back, let's just write something clean, right? Like I've got the right. time, like let's start from scratch. Let's do a whole new set, new stuff. And I think that's, yeah, it's weird. It's like that, I think, with a lot of uh, creative things. It's like, obviously, I'm still working, but I feel like not having to, you know, sometimes travel to a place or do a thing multiple times a day or being able to do it from far away means I've got more time to, like, sit down and be like, okay, like, maybe maybe we're trying something new here. It helped me expound on some old ideas, too. Totally, like going right? back yeah. and listening to old mm-hmm. sets and it's like, hey, what happened to that thought? Oh, I forgot I even said or had that. And that's that was the biggest benefit I found. Though, yeah. It was like going back to old ideas and seeing where you could fill in some gaps or even add some stuff. Totally. Oh, I love that. Okay. Finding yeah. a little silver lining in the, the bits <laughs> of free time. But I truly, yeah. it's like, uh, it's the walks and the showers. Like I always mm-hmm. like, the I just have a showers. notepad of like <laughs> phrases and I'm like, this is going to make sense to me later, but like, right. I got to write it down now. <laughs> right. And filming, filming the set, like doing it was, well, that was difficult because we were, you know, it, of course it's outdoor. So it's just mm-hmm. like how we've been doing at this point, we had been used to performing outside so much that it felt okay, this is just another outdoor spot, but when you're, you got cameras now. <laughs> so right, yeah. like, all right, is this, how am I going to play? And I mean, I, my only, and this, I got, I couldn't even really call it re- a regret. I guess the only thing that I wished would have been different was that we just were able to have more people because mm-hmm. comedy really only lives it's the laughs. You need mm-hmm. the laughs to kind of like the energy of it to get that affirmation. Even if it, you know, if it, it a j- right. jokes bomb, but still it's in, like comedy is best in front of people. And there were people there, but just not a ton, not a ton of people. And outside and it was raining and no <laughs> it God, started yeah. raining. So it paused. We had a little delay in the taping. So it was just like we had to fight, was fighting with those elements. There was actually a part of the set that was left out, out of my set that I was like, oh, my God, this should have absolutely stayed because I was performing. I was in the middle of a bit. And just as I like, I like took a pause. It was so perfectly timed. It almost felt like someone did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. I stopped talking and then a semi truck had dr- driven by and honk did the did the uh, honk. You know how when you on the school bus and you make them like <laughs> it literally did it like twice and the audience just like erupted. It was the loudest <laughs> laugh I got. <laughs> I didn't even do it. The truck. I love that. <laughs> Life is truly coming to just punctuate your your lived moments. Beautiful. And yeah. I was and I, I remember because I remember being a little a little nervous. I do mm. recall being a little nervous in the beginning oh, sure. of the set. Yeah. It was when the beginning of the set, the uh, the COVID jokes and stuff, I was a little like kind of uh, this environment is a little doing this is weird. I see the cameras. I'm kind of like, oh, is this going to be good? I'm a little in my head. Mm-hmm. And when that truck drove by, I just remember letting out this big like <sighs> just big real sigh because everybody was laughing and I was just like, this is let's just be in this moment, Alex. Be live in this and keep pressing, just power through the set in yeah. this with, in this explosion. And it just made the it broke it up. So it, it did I make it very that. more yeah. comfortable for me to be on stage, actually. That's <laughs> perfect. That is really that's really, really beautiful. I just I think, you know, it turned out great and I I I definitely understand, you know. The fact that we have been out of venues, not in front of crowds, it's also taped like so many elements. And sometimes it just takes that breath. You just got to like, you just got to live through it. Beautiful.
All right. So, Alex, we are nearing the end of our show. And before we go, I do want to play a little game with you. Okay. It's a game that we've called Let Me Get You Cancelled. And it's it's nebulously <laughs> defined depending on what we would like it to be every show. Um, sometimes we have people defend an unpopular opinion. But today I would like you to maybe share an unpopular opinion mm. on something. So this is okay. inspired by your recent set in which you talk a little <laughs> bit about, no spoilers, right? I don't want to ruin the punchline, but you talk a little bit about COVID tests turning you on, uh, becoming a kink of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds arguably less strange given how much time we've all spent at home. You know what I mean? Like, I'll take any physical contact. I get it. I empathize with you now. Remember back when people used to be like, the vaccine needs to hurry up and drop. So because people are wild right now. Y'all need to get outside because I've been inside too long. <laughs> and that, like that was months ago. So where are mm-hmm. we? now what's going on right right? now Mm -hmm. but even even after spending over a year locked up and horny which sounds like a terrible reality show um which will probably be made um (laughs) what i'm wondering is there like one kink or fetish that you're still is like this isn't for me like even after the pandemic it's like i don't think i'll try this right i'm not asking you to like yuck anyone's yum or sex shame but like everybody's got a thing where they they themselves are not oh okay you know yes (laughs) what is it not ever touch my feet <gasps> don't touch my feet I, I just i don't like i i and i will not touch your feet <laughs> feet are just i wish that everybody was footless truly if we, if we that's the one thing that i'm like you know god really when you were making us that was that really necessary like feet did we need do we need feet do we need feet Think about think about all the negativity that feet have given us. We walk to work. That's already it. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I don't even like that. Yeah. In order for somebody to go and steal a pride flag, they have to have feet. <laughs> your feet are you your know? feet touch the ground. I get it. I get it. Your also, the phrase the toe jam was uttered to me once, and I was like, oh. Ugh. I don't know God. if I, I personally could suck on a toe, given the existence of the phrase toe jam. Gabe, if me. you yeah. ever want me to turn off a, a um, sexually explicit video any faster, <laughs> it's the moment I see someone go for someone's feet and put them mm-hmm. in their mouths. I'm like, this is, I don't care how much you scrub. I don't even like my own feet. You know, like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to, I wash them, but I'm just like, oh, I just, no. At least you do. I, you know, I've gone online and read about people who are like, yeah, I just let the water run over. You remember that? Like last year when people were like, I don't wash my legs or feet. I let the water run over them. I'm like, yeah, that, that in and of itself is a red flag. No toes in my mouth. If that's the, the cleanliness standard for y'all. And, you know, and, you know, I already hear the rebuttal. I already hear the rebuttal, you know, oh, well, what about, what about penises? And get, what about, you, you, you put those in your mouth, don't you? You, you don't you don't you eat you know you eat ass you know that's that if you eat ass you know oh, I mean if you'll do I've that never, you'll do anything I've never put my penis in a sandal and dragged it through Times Square okay <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say on that put put your penis in a sandal that is I that I that's the funny I think that's the funniest set of words I've ever heard in the last like over the course of the pandemic put your penis in a sandal I've never put my penis in a sandal. And walk through Times Square. <laughs> Just, I've seen so people funny. do some unfortunate, yeah, take some unfortunate risks there. But yeah, okay, all right, that sounds, yeah, I get it, I get it. Okay, the the, the rebuttal I, that I heard in my head, I have something for that also. Listen, I don't know who you pray to or what you pray to, if you pray to anything at all. But if God wanted us to, you know, play around <laughs> with with each other's feet, 
he would have put the G spot there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> since he did not, you never know. You know, I've seen some since, some wild. I'm sorry, tickle since porn. he or she did not, since since he or she or they, with whatever God, whatever God. But have fun. Enjoy your yeah. enjoy your foot fetishes, people. Just there leave you me go. Right, like enjoy what you it. love. But mm-hmm. yes, perhaps not for not for me. If my guy ever was like. Okay, when we gonna start? Let's let's you know we've done it all. What about what about you? I'm like, please feel free to cheat on me if you need that. <laughs> we will open up our relationship, but only for foot stuff. If like imagine just, writing right. that on your. That's right. <laughs> as long as you don't break the contract, we're good. Go go off and have a blast. You have all of my blessing. Just come back to me and brush your teeth when you get home. Brush your teeth. Okay, yes. See, that's a loving, accepting partner willing to meet another person halfway. That I love I'm, that. I'm that's, getting that's better. I'm love. getting better in my old age, gay. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting more tolerant. Are. I'm becoming more tolerant as I grow older. I'm very thankful for that as well. Oh, Alex. Thank you. Thank you so much for breaking that down. That very empathetic. Uh, clarification. <laughs> it started off very fiery, so I hope I hope I turned no one off before I really no, got into no, the, the guts no, of my yeah, of my I, argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reasonable one, right? No shaming there, just a clear personal boundary. That's you've, right. You've thought you've thought it through, <laughs> and I trust you on that front. Uh, so, Alex, that is all we've got for today. But it also means that before I say goodbye, I do want you to let our listeners know where can people find you online. Where can they see you? Where can they follow you? Talk to me about these things. Well, first of all, first of all, you can see me on that damn Michael Che. It comes out on H. Bay. Oh, Max. <laughs> it comes out tomorrow. Um, Friday. It's it, it'll, by the time this comes out, it'll absolutely be on there. I'm in a couple episodes. Amazing. No spoilers, but I'll say there's one there's one particular episode and one particular scene partner that I am going to make the the uh, uh, women and gay community very jealous. <laughs> oh my god there's a scene oh, wow. partner and it, we're not we're not we're, there's no there's no sexually explicit scenes but the fact mm-hmm. that i'm just in the i am in the the orbits in the uh, sharing sharing oxygen sharing particles mm. you know in this in this tight space covid tested of course but sharing part- sharing particles is taboo that's hot now particle. that's yeah. <laughs> with a very uh mm. With a with, I, listen. I had to cover up a boner. I'll just say that <laughs> to be profe- in the name of, in the name of I'm a, I am a pro- professional. <laughs> You're keeping that under lock and key until it premieres. That's right. I, I know you That's will. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that, but yeah, you, you got to check it out. It's really really funny. It's really funny. Amazing. That damn Michael Che that comes out on HBO Max. I mean that and um. Then, yeah, that's that's the the thing that's coming out. Watch my Comedy Central set on Alana. Thank you to Alana Glazer. Yes. Um, on on Comedy Central's pages, Instagram and YouTube and everything. And online, I am Alex English. The you can you can type it into Instagram, and I think I'm like number four. There was a time <laughs> when I was number two on the list. It was weird. I was like, Damn. oh, but I'm, I'm getting up there on Alex. Okay. English. <laughs> but uh, the handle is Alex English. The E that spells English is the number three, and that goes for Twitter as well. Okay. And that's yeah. And I post when I'm going to be doing shows. I'm going to be back on the road soon. So. Check that yes, out. Yes, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see you backstage again. This is going to be so exciting. I can't wait to see exciting. you either, Gabe. This is going to be spectacular. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to be doing so many shows in New York, so yeah, I'll post those. Yes, <laughs> I know. You're a traveling gal. I can't expect you to, to be tied down to a fear, but 
Listen, <laughs> I, I am a man of the people. Okay. I am, Truly, I am, you got to go where you're called. <laughs> I want to be, I, my goal is to be the gay every man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Represent the gay coal miners. <laughs> Look, I'm talking gay Wall Street, gay Main Street, gay G Spot, whatever. I'll gay do it G-spot. all. Representing all of them. Truly. I love that. All right. Well, thank you again, Alex, for coming on to the QWERTY podcast. This has been so much fun. Of course. And if you're listening, please make sure to support the QWERTY podcast. You can subscribe, rate, and review our show right now wherever you get your podcasts. And you can get your QWERTY fix every day and read more about the stories we talked about at QWERTY.com. Thank you again for joining us. QWERTY has been a joint production between Forever Dog and Q Digital. QWERTY is hosted by me, Gabe Gonzalez, produced by Andrew McGuire, engineered and edited by Shireen Lani Yunez, music by Gabe Lopez, executive produced by Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, Alex Ramsey, Scott Gatz, John Halbach, Dan Tracer, and Melissa Demons. Forever! Forever.